Welcome to Biohackers Lab, a place where we talk to smart people who are figuring out how to improve health in interesting ways. Join us to discover how you can biohack your life, your body, starting today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Biohackers Lab. I'm your host, Gary Kerwin, and on today's episode, I have Daniel Georgiev. Uh, Daniel is a software developer based in Sofia, Bulgaria, and he is the inventor of a piece of software called Iris, which is what we're going to be talking about today. And this piece of software is designed to help the health of our eyes. Thank you so much for coming on to the show today, Daniel. Thank you for your invite. So, you're Bulgarian, but and I just didn't say your name completely correctly. Would you mind just saying your uh, your first name and your surname in Bulgarian, or how you would say in it? In Bulgarian, it's uh, Daniel Georgiev. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe one day I'll get that right. <laughs> Georgiev, I've got. I, I like that Georgiev. Um, but yeah, so. The reason I got you on today, Daniel, is because, uh, like I introduced you, you've, you're the, the man behind a piece of software that I see is up and rising and has is definitely a, a passion of mine, which is protecting your eyes from excessive blue lights when you're using computers or you know your, your smartphone, your iPad, whatever happens to be. So that's what I want to be um, going deeper into today. So if you wouldn't mind starting us off what what's the story behind your you creating this piece of stuff software so at 17 i started working on what uh, on one big software company game Oft. we made games and i have two big monitors and two big screens and then after the long hours my eyes started burning after six months maybe I started wearing sunglasses outside. It was like I was Batman. And uh, the my condition got really serious. I started using a lot of eye drops. And uh, at one point, I got to the eye doctor and he told me that I need to put glasses. And this was the first time in my life that I need to put some eyewear. Uh, my vision was perfect my entire life. And after this point, I just decided this thing needs to change. <laughs> I started reading everything on the internet, all the medical researches, everything, everything about monitors I held and started using some programs like Workray, Flux, Flux. This is when I heard about Flux. And the first version of Iris was... Uh, just one timer, which was locking my screen every 30 minutes to force myself to go and look at uh, distant objects. Uh, after this, I started using Flux, I remember, and I needed manual control of the blue light. And I wrote to the guys behind it, and they just didn't respond to me for months, and I just decided to add it to Iris. And this is how Iris got his uh, its uh, blue light feature. And this is this is the story. Left my job, drop out school, everything that uh, normal people with crazy ideas do. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So it sounds like yeah, you 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 had a passion because you got into uh, gaming software, and because you were having to sit in front of a computer screen for so long that you you could you were getting a, a negative effect on your your eye health, and that's why you wanted to biohack your eye health. Yes, that's right. <laughs> okay, cool. And you mentioned uh, flux because. That's what I found interesting. I've been using Flux on my uh, computer for years, and you felt that Flux wasn't enough for your needs. Well, I hated that uh, 
it was automatic. I needed everything to be manual on my machine. And it, uh, there was the sunset and sunrise things, which I didn't understand. I just wanted no blue light during the day and night. And it was not uh, so good for me. And Fluxy's project for, I don't know, eight years, eight years old, while Iris is just one year or two years, something like this. Uh, and uh, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I was just saying you found Flux wasn't uh, meeting your needs. And that's yes, why you created Iris. They didn't care about their users. I was super, uh, super nice. Uh, wrote to them, can you add me this feature? I really want it. And they just didn't respond to me. Okay, and that's why you went, okay, I'm going to add the features or the settings that I want. Well, I'm a programmer. Why not make... Uh, I, I started making Iris for myself. It was not meant to be a business or a software or anything like this. I just wanted to solve my own problem with the eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very cool. And that's how most things happen in life, where you, you try to fix your own situation and you, you have the skill base to be able to do that by knowing how to program these things. Yes. And uh, it's a... It's a if, before, if anyone listening to this, if they don't have the software already, it's a slick piece of software. I must say, it's uh, you, your even your user interface is quite quite cool. So it's a uh, it's ni- it's nice to use. Okay, so uh, we've we've sort of touched on the the main feature, which is blue light. Um, if you could just educate people then a little bit who wouldn't who don't realize how much blue light actually comes off our typical LED screen or LCD screen, like a TV a laptop, a smartphone, like an iPhone? Well, the important thing is that uh, the light coming from our digital screens is not full-spectrum sunlight, and this is not so healthy. The The blue light thing is because we have one photoreceptor in the eyes called melanopsin, and when, uh, when it detects uh, blue light or light with this wavelength, UV or other light, it just stops the secretion of our sleep hormone, melatonin. The other thing is that blue light has a, a, with the light with the shortest wavelength uh, reaches really deeply into our eyes. And this causes over the years macro degeneration and other, other, uh, other programs. Actually, iris, the main feature of iris is the brightness, not the blue light. I, I don't believe uh, the blue light is much of a problem. I think the brightness is the bigger problem and uh, this not matching the light sources in the room, the flicker of the monitor. And this for me is the bigger problem in the modern monitors. Yeah. Okay. Because um, uh, you've also done, uh, people might not realize you've done a TED talk in Bulgaria, haven't you? Yes, I did. Yeah, I did. so I'll share that in the show notes too for everyone to watch that. And you did mention on your TED talk how... It was, we're talking about the two, I guess the two major benefits is that you can manipulate the blue light exposure with your software, but it's that flicker rate or what, um, you've got to maybe help me here. It's PWM, which is pulse wave modulation, is it? Or? Yes, pulse width modulation. Pulse width modulation. So could you just explain what, what is, because that sounds like the major benefit that you feel you're going to get from using Iris. So the thing is that the cheapest way to control the brightness of the monitor is to change the flicker rate of the backlight. This flicker uh, rate is really heightened. We don't perceive it normally. Our brain uh, doesn't allow us to perceive it. It's really smart. But to control the brightness, manufacturers make the monitor. So when you, when you lower the brightness, you 
you make bigger breaks in the flicker rate. And actually, the flicker rate is lower. So, for example, it's like turning the light on and off all the time. And your eyes start contracting like this. This is your iris. Mm -hmm. And it starts making contractions just like a muscle. And this is the reason why our eyes hurt when we sit in front of the computer. It's not the, the blue light per se or something else, but it's the not matching of the brightness in the room and this flicker rate of the monitor, which is not normal to look. It's like training your eyes all the time, but this training actually hurts our eyes. Okay, so, and, and you said so th that gets worse when you turn the brightness of the monitor down, was it? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, yeah, so I, I, for me, that's interesting because a lot of people think, no, I'm going to help my eyes by turning the brightness down. But you're saying when you turn the brightness down, it actually is creating a bigger gap in the flicker rates. And then yes. that's actually causing your eyes to work yes. harder. So I've turned the brightness down thinking I'm going to help my eyes, but it's actually. You're uh, doing the opposite. Yes. And this is why Iris brightness works in different way. Not, uh, it's not controlling the flicker rate, but it's moving the white point and doing some, uh, things with the video card. It's just a software solution for, for this problem. And, uh, this is really the innovation which no one done before. Yeah. That, I mean, that, that piece of information alone is makes you completely different to the education I believe other pieces of software are trying to do when they say, oh, we're going to help your eyes. Because I didn't know that. So, um, about so basically, basically with normal monitor, uh, modern monitors, uh, these eye-friendly things, they use uh, DC dimming. They don't use pulse width modulation. They basically, the eye-friendly monitors, which are really expensive, they use uh, different uh, brightness changing. And you can lower the brightness without uh, without having the problem with the flicker rate. But uh, with monitors with pulse width modulation, it's actually better if, if uh, even during the night you use it at full brightness, and maybe you turn the light on to match the to match the lightness in the room. Yeah, that's again fascinating to think. It's just that, that training that people think, but it's it, late at night, I might turn my phone brightness down or I'll turn the brightness down on my laptop. But you, but that's why I found fascinating with yours is that you're saying, no, keep it at that maximum brightness because the way that the, the monitor works, you're going to get less of that flicker. But then that's where you use the settings on your software, Iris, to actually change the coloring or and, the, and also change that pulse width modulation set within the within the screen without knowing it again it depends if it's using dc dimming or uh dimming with changing the uh i can translate it but uh if it's not using pulse width modulation it's okay to turn the brightness down but if it's using pulse width modulation it's better to turn it uh, all the way up and maybe turn your lights on because the second important thing is that your your room lighting should match your monitor brightness. It's uh, Your monitor should uh, look like a book, not like a light source. For example, during the day, monitors don't look bright. But during the night, you see this blue glow or red glow if you use iris. And uh, you need to try to minimize this difference. You, you need to make your monitor look like a book all the time. Okay. So that also means then at night, even when using iris, if you've got it on, we'll talk about uh, the, one of the different settings, which uh, is called biohackers mode, which is yes. cool. Um, but that's a very red 
color. So you're even saying one of the another optimal ways you if you're going to use your device, also make sure say you have one of those uh, low blue light light bulbs, like a red colored light bulb in the room too. So the ambient color around your device is also close to red because that would help. Well, this is this is not because um, the the standard light bulb, the Thomas Edison light bulb, it's good. It emits uh, light from one one thousand and nine hundred kelvins, which is which is good. Uh, it doesn't emit so much blue light, but some uh, some light bulbs emit uh, many uh, a lot of blue light, and uh, it's not healthy. You need to you need to make your room lighting uh, also do, not emitting blue light at night. Yeah, and I think um, that that's maybe something I don't know if people might realize, but LED bulbs, which are seen as energy efficient, em- emit a lot of blue light, don't they? And they flicker also. They also have pulse width modulation. Okay, so you not know this. Yeah, so people would think, no, I'm going to install LED light bulbs because it's energy efficient in my house and it gives a brighter light but it's actually creating more blue light plus the flicker plus this pulse width modulation issue yes and it's actually worse for the eyes the actually the standard light bulb this not energy efficient uh, a lot of heat generating light bulb this is the best light bulb that humanity has created <laughs> again this is a uh, this is the interesting thing when you go down the the, the information rabbit hole when you look at things going oh but you know uh, i have companies telling me i have to buy led bulbs because it's more energy efficient but then actually what's they're seeing is from a health type maybe that's not very healthy for you which i find interesting well it depends if you if you want uh, less uh, bills you you buy the energy efficient but you care about your health maybe buy some not so energy efficient yeah. <laughs> like bulb. so so when you were saying the difference with that DC monitor and the pulse width modulation, um, would you say that most modern screens, most modern digital screens use the pulse width modulation? So I'm thinking your your current smartphones, Android devices, you know, iOS devices and, and laptops, do, are they more in the pulse width modulation that naturally? Is that just what the manufacturers make? Most most monitors, uh, desktop monitors, use pulse width modulation, but most phones they they use DC dimming. I'm not sure why, but uh, I know that uh, the percentage of phones which use uh, pulse width modulation is lower than the percentage of desktop uh, monitors. Maybe because of the bigger matrix of the screen. So the thing about LEDs is that uh, if you if they are turned on constantly, they will burn, and you need to Turn them on and off to uh, lower the heat and to not uh, to extend their life. This is the second reason why uh, manufacturers use uh, use um, low frequency of the backlight to extend the life of the monitor. You know, our monitors is a ten year warranty, and to make this ten year warranty, they lower the flicker rate so the uh, LEDs will last longer. Okay. So yeah, it's so the lowering of that flicker rate is helping to keep the product uh, sustainable for longer. Yes, but it's and this is why something that most people will not tell you. The best screen is the ink Kindle screen. Yeah, because uh, anyone who hasn't been on your website, I saw one of the biohacks, or well, not biohacks, really like a computer hack that you did, which I 
I found fascinating because I've always thought the the e-ink screens, those like on a Kindle uh, book, that's so pleasant on your eyes and it's a selling point as to why people would use a Kindle. You know, Amazon itself says, oh, no, look, you can use this whilst you're sitting on a beach and it's bright because you can still read it. But you were, a- you were able to show that you could actually, actually convert that into a usable computer screen. Yes, I did this for myself uh, to try something. Actually, one of my ideas was to make ink monitors, but step by step. Mm-hmm. Uh, I first need to make Iris a successful product. Yeah, because I, I, I thought, no one, why has no one converted uh, e-ink technology into you know, laptop technology that I would have a choice. I just found that fascinating because it's because I thought, yeah, it's so good for your eye health. So if there's someone who doesn't need lots of color to do their work on their computer, then that's a, a good good system to use. So Yes, but it's not so fast, you know. Uh, you can't watch movies and people like us are a minority. The majority of people, they want to play games. They want to watch movies. They want glossy screens, which are actually really bad. The made screen is better than the glossy screen. And actually, people, the, the demand is for the bad thing. The demand is for the... The thing which is unhealthy, mm-hmm. as always. Yeah. So, and is that a good tip then for people if when they're looking to buy uh, laptops? Because um, you can, you don't really get matte on phones, do you? You don't get an option to have a matte screen on your. Yes. You do. Mm, do you? No, but you have uh, you have some protection uh, and some. Uh, oh, like a film that you can put over. Yes, the screen. you can put a film. On your screen, then it's the same. Okay, but and but when you order a, a laptop or a, a desktop computer screen, you there's an option sometimes to have a matte. Is there? Yes, you have the choice. But the the matte screen has uh, uh, the colors are a little bit different. So for designers and uh, people who work with colors, it's important to have a glossy screen. And on glossy screen, you can always place a film over it and make it matte. Okay. The main screen is basically uh, a film which uh, diffuses the light, not to to enter your eyes directly like a mirror. Are you, so, are you a fan of using those um, those films that you can put over? No, all my screens are made. Actually, my laptop screen is uh, is glossy, and I don't use it at all. The laptop only for testing cars. Okay, all right. Yeah, because I have seen. Um, I'm sure you have too, where uh, there's products out there that say, put this film over the screen to minimize blue light exposure. Yes, but actually Iris is more effective. For example, the glasses maybe. The problem with uh, with everything is that they you also need to reduce the a little bit of the green light. So, because the green light also has some blue light in it, you know? Uh, it's not like uh, green emits only green, blue emits only blue, and red emits only red. You need to also reduce the green light uh, to reduce the blue light. Okay. If you use spectrometer to measure the screen, you you will see this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's one of the next questions I, I want to also get on to really uh, where we're going now is the devices that you can install Iris on. So we've talked about that laptops is a given. So we're talking both MacBooks and uh, Windows-based laptops. You can install your software on there. Linux also. Linux too, yeah. Uh, I always forget about that. Um, But then we're also, I guess, practically what I I 
would want is thinking for the majority of people because they might use a, a laptop, but so many people are using their phones instead or their tablets, uh, computers like an iPad, um, for example. And I know Apple, for, I'm, think, I'm going to use Apple, for example, here that they have been very restrictive on allowing software that can manipulate yes. the blue light. Because I remember with Flux, everyone was asking, oh, why can't I install Flux on my iPhone? Or why can't I install Flux on my iPad? And they said, no, Apple's just not letting us get into the App Store. And I believe you've had this, you've got the same issue, right? So you can't get into the App Store. Well, I have Iris for iOS, uh, but you need to reinstall it every week because of the Apple restriction. It's not jailbreak version. It's a version for normal phones. It has the sliders for blue light and brightness. But... Actually, I avoid a little the mobile phones once because they're restricted and second, because they have some native solution. For example, uh, iOS has NiceShift, which eh, good, maybe. And uh, Android has also Nightlight, I think, something like this. And the phones have some solution, but uh, the major problem, the bigger screens are the desktop. And I want to make my focus. I, I always uh, want to have some focus. And my focus right now is to make the best possible desktop version and then to, to make the other versions great. Actually, Iris works also has version for Android and for iOS, but they are only versions with sliders. You know, they are not automatic like the desktop version. Okay. For example, the desktop version uh, do everything automatically based, based on time, based on uh, location, based on everything and has different modes and types. Some modes are just not possible on the phone. For example, reading mode, if you use Windows and it, it also uh, is available on Mac, uh, it can be done on iOS and on, on Android. The Android solution is to use overlay, like Twilight. There is some app in the mm-hmm. Play Store, which uses overlay. Iris is also using overlay. The second solution is to root your phone and use native, uh, native light, uh, changing like Flux for Android is doing. And yes. Okay. So at the moment, you would say the, the, the software is, is more suited towards use on desktops and laptops. You can get it on your phone or your tablet PC, but it's a bit hacky to get it on there. No, it's not hacky. It's uh, for Android. It's in the Play Store, but it's it's just not so good. You know. Oh, okay. The, it, it doesn't the give Windows you all the version, features. Yes, it's really good. I I work on it all the time, and when I start working on the Android version and the iOS version all the time, they will be great too. Okay, but so currently I can get it from the Android Play Store. Yes. Um, Okay. If you open the Iris website from your Android and you click the download button, it will redirect you to the free version of Iris called Iris Mini in the Play Store. Actually, okay. if you write Iris Mini in the Play Store, uh, Google Play, in the Google Play, you'll see it. Okay, good to know. Sorry, because yeah, I use uh, Apple, so I don't live in uh, the Android world. <laughs> the the Apple is uh, the Apple Store is different. They do, just don't want this kind of application, and I can't submit it to the App Store. Actually, I will make an application, but it will be a browser, a desktop browser for eye protection. And basically, all the websites that you're browsing, you'll see Iris on it. But uh, the native feature of Nightshift, you need to. You need to use uh, Nightshift to get the native thing on all your other applications. Yeah, I was I was very happy that finally Apple sort of 
are educating all their users when they use the night shift mode because in a way that's a tech giant saying yes we do realize that screens have an effect on your health and your eyes or your sleep cycle and so they finally they give some option like night shift which is something at least the problem is that that they don't care about blue light for example the flux guys they really care about sleep and blue light and if they just allowed them and not steal their idea the, the flux application for ios is really good but apple just wanted to say we made this innovation and they were the first they were the first now microsoft has some all, all the tech giants started implementing something like this and the reason behind all of this is flux and the demand for blue light reduction softwares wow okay so yeah it's unfortunate there that the the big big giants have just copied rather than acknowledging the four yes. you know the guys who actually invented and said it's a problem this is why I do Iris for desktop mostly because you just can't copy this. Okay. Uh, it's really hard and it's Iris is 10 times better than anything else on the desktop. Okay, cool. Um, so let's talk about actually setting up Iris now because it's really, that's what I love. You know, it's, it's re- it, it can be complex programming that you've done, but the way you've done it is that it's very simple to install. Thank you. Thank you very much. This was much of a problem after before maybe four months because Iris is a really new program. It was like 20 pages of settings. And, but the more and more people started asking me how to install this, how to set up this, and I started making it easy and easy and easy. And it's going to be even easier in the future. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I found it when I installed it on my, I've got a MacBook. Um, it was very easy. I just clicked it. It did the normal thing, downloaded, followed the prompts, and that was it. It was all installed. And then you've got the – I've got it on my – right now I'm just looking at it here. I've got uh, I've got it on, and I've got it on health mode. And then you've got all the settings, and it's automatic. But before we get into maybe some of the different um, settings that are, that are possible, what I – I just want to find out because the problem I found with Flux was that if when you set it to automatic, you had to actually be connected to the Wi-Fi for the software to understand where you were in the world and how to change it. But do you have to have that same? Is does Iris do that same thing, or just having me cabled in? So I, I'm working on off Ethernet, hardwired the internet. Does does Iris still understand my Your location? Yeah. Well. Uh, you need only once, for example, if you want to activate Iris, you need only once connection or to find your location once. Once it's found it, uh, it basically uh, makes a request with your IP and uh, it's not a location-based. And basically, I don't want to track uh, users in any way. And uh, you, you just need to connect once. You can then change the location from the from the settings to set it to custom location, so no. You don't need any internet connection to use Iris. It will work even on cold uh, computer never connected to the internet, cold storage like with Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I'm just thinking to uh, traveling. So I'm based in the UK, but let's say I traveled somewhere else in the world in a different time zone. Um, right now, you can also sell. Uh, you can also set the the time. Not the, not the location, but the time. This is also a major problem with folks. They just don't want to add the time feature. And I added it. And you can, on the latest, latest version, which I made, I don't know, one week ago, you can set even the transition, how 
how fast the transitions should be. Should it be one hour or 10 minutes or one second? And this is also cool. So when you mentioned time there, are you saying that um, that the software will, under, will see, like the understand the clock on my computer and realize it's you know in the morning, so I need to convert to the settings for the more, yes, for the day. You, you can set uh, each day from nine to nine a.m. to nine p.m. and see to work with your clock with all fine and everything. Okay, that's good to know. Um, so I think, as I mentioned, it's really easy to install the software, which is what I found. Um, and I just set it to, I believe I've got it on automatic. Um, I haven't even tried using manual or there's also the pause settings. But um, there's different types now, and I, I touched on them earlier. So I'm just looking at it here. We've got a few. I'm just going to read it out quickly. Health, sleep, reading, programming, biohacker, movie, and overlay. Uh, if you could just maybe give a little summary of what's the benefits or why would I consider using the different types? Yes, and this was so my try to make it more user-friendly. Basically, uh, when you open the software, you also have some blue buttons with uh, eye, blue button with eye when you hover the setting, you know, and it opens the help. I wrote a really extensive user manual, but the health settings is basically the settings I use and some doctors recommend something for the new users to adapt quickly to the program with, uh, with small blue light reductions during the day and big blue light reduction during the night and something which all the people love and like and use. And it's, uh, I tested it a lot to, to find the balance. Uh, during the day, it will be at full brightness. During the night, the brightness will be a little bit decreased to match your room lighting, maybe. And uh, most most of the things are true for all other modes. For example, sleep mode re removes all blue light. Mm, uh, that's very red, isn't it? Yes. I switched just. Uh, reading mode is uh, useful when you read something because it eliminates... Uh, one sub pixel flicker of the backlight. This is really complex to explain that, but, uh, the one, one of the flickers is the pulse width modulation and the LED flicker, but there is a second flicker, which is sub pixel flicker, and, uh, the reading mode eliminates it, uh, a little, okay. which is, which is good when you, when you don't need exact colors. Uh, reading mode makes the screen like a Kindle, not, not like a real Kindle, but, uh, it's grayscale. Okay, so that's, would you say then the benefit of reading would be if people were doing data where they would say doing Excel spreadsheets and Word documents? Well, I would say that the reading mode should be the best mode for, for uh, health and for using computers if you don't need cores. Okay, because that's what I'm thinking with a lot of office workers who don't maybe need color. They're just yes. doing data. So that's a good tip during the day. Click that onto reading mode. Yes, it, it, it will be like a book, your entire screen. Okay. The programming mode is useful for programmers like me. It inverts the course and makes the, if the, the page is black text on white background, it makes the, the text white and the background black. Mm -hmm. And for example, pro some people just like the black themes on everything and some programmers don't have a black theme. You can use programming mode to invert everything, and it's really cool. People like it. After this, there is a biohacker. It's the inversion and the sleep thing combined. This will lower the 
the emitted light and also remove all the blue light. It's for view hacking. If you want to switch your circadian rhythms, right? Uh, you can use the view hacker. I just add sunglasses mode, which is only, which is only brightness reduction. If you use glasses like you, mm. uh, the blue light reduction glasses, you can use sunglasses mode and uh, reduce all of the brightness. But this is coming maybe next week in the iOS version. Uh, not iOS, but OS X version. Okay. And uh, the movie the, mode. Yeah, the movie mode, yeah. The movie mode is uh, something I I get the idea when I was watching, uh, I think, Star Wars or Alien vs. Predator. <laughs> One of these movies which uh, the scene was really dark and I didn't see anything. And I decided, why not make the scene a little brighter? So it makes the screen a little brighter to enable you to see in dark scenes in the movie. I don't know if... Only I have this problem, but it's a problem for me that uh, when I watch dark movies, scary movies, I don't see anything on the screen. Yeah, that's true. I get the same effect if there's a dark scene in a TV series or a movie. I can't yes. actually, it, it's like I lose the characters. I can't see the scenery as well. It's very hard. Yes, that's right. And the movie mode should make this a little bit easier. It doesn't change the colors much, but makes the scene a little brighter. Oh, good to know. Okay. And the overlay mode, the last mode, is for uh, old monitors and uh, devices which doesn't support the native. Because uh, the native Iris features lower the white point, while some some monitors just doesn't support video card changes like this. And I place red overlay, just like Twilight on Android and all other application blue light filters work. This this is for the desktop. Okay, so. For older desktops, potentially overlay is going to work better. But for modern desktops or laptops, they can the other settings are perfect. Yes, if if none of the other settings works, overlay is something like safe mode. <laughs> okay, so if, if I guess is that the test then that someone would know that they need overlay overlay mode because they tried all the others and they didn't see the changes. So well, ninety nine nine point nine percent of the monitors works, but I need to care about all the users, not yeah. just... Yes. Yeah, there's some old computers out there and old systems, so... Yes. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Well, thank you for clearing all of that up. Um, I think that's a good overview. And I just want to let people know, too, because um, if you get the pro version like I've got, then you can go... You've got loads of other settings, like, with, like as you mentioned, uh, you can go deeper. I've just popped it open now, much, much deeper into this. Um, with all the settings and the tweaks that you can do. Uh, I quite liked it even that you mentioned when you first created your software that you were using it so that you could look into the distance to help your eyes and stop looking so close to screen because you do have a timer option. I like that where um, from a productivity point of view, it's a bit like a Pomodoro where you would say every 20, you can tweak it to whatever time you want to with your software, but you could say every 25 minutes or every 40 minutes, I want the software to come in and tell me, hey, look, you've been working for 40 minutes, just take a break. Yes, the, that's one of the features. And that was actually the first feature I made, which maybe today no one uses. This is why it's not even in the, uh, the free version. I wanted to make the free version enough for 19 five percent of the people and if the other five percent want to help support the project they can always uh, buy the pro version the timer thing is good there is actually the productive timer which is just like pomodoro one uh, 
one little window which is always on your screen and you can get uh, to know when you need to rest and when you need to work. Uh, actually, I want to announce that uh, I want to give a present for all your listeners, uh, 100 activation codes for Iris and 100 activation codes for Iris Mini. Uh, we will make a code and you can post it in the notes. Oh, fantastic. That's With uh, two, 200 pro versions of Iris. Oh, fantastic. Like. Uh, you know, I'm sure everyone who uses that is going to appreciate that and just say thank you for that. That's such a, a great gesture. And, uh, you know, I, I love that too because the more people that can use this, it means the more educated they are about why they need to use it. They, f- they find that it's not interfering with their, their use of the digital devices which is a big thing, so that it's it's not a hindrance. And then they tell their friends, and that's how the word spreads to the world, why we need to take care of our eyes. Now, the free version is enough, but uh, yes, and even the free version will help most people in the world. Yeah, yeah, I tell people all the time, it's just, uh, you know, like you said, I, I do wear blue blocking glasses. I'm a big fan of them. Uh, just to prevent the eye strain and i've got the different colors for as the day goes through for my daytime and my nighttime glasses but um yeah i believe the software is also a must i use it all the time so that's fantastic to educate people um so we talked about those different modes um and you've already touched on it now that there's different app different versions of iris so you've got the free application um that people can start with but then that's you've got iris iris mini iris micro iris os and iris floss so there's different types of irises when they land on your website that they'll see yes the the idea behind most of them is to suit uh, different people for example iris mini the idea is to not uh, because iris has ui it's it doesn't sorry could you just explain what ui means to people who might not user really? interface okay. user interface <laughs> and uh, the window the settings panel so Iris has this, and uh, even if it doesn't use much of a CPU, some people just want a program which uses zero CPU. And Iris uh, Mini is just a tray icon, which you can, which works automatically and doesn't use any CPU at, uh, at all. Uh, Iris Micro is for a command line. If you know what the terminal is, it's for programmers. Okay. And Iris Floss is open source for Linux because Linux users are important also. There is also open source version of Iris. Okay, so yeah, depending on what system you use, then you've got the yes, option. But, yes, but when you click the download button, I redirect to the version for your PC, the best. So I ha- yeah, so how, whatever device you've, you've used to go onto the website, your, your, your website's smart enough to say, hey, I can see you're on this one. This is going to be yes, the best one Yes, this is to not make a confusion. What is this? All, all these things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. So so really, uh, yeah, because I didn't realize then, so the Iris Mini and, and Iris itself is um, just that the Mini uses less um, CPU, which is like uh, resources on your computer. And uh, the yes, it has uh, a little bit less options. It's mm-hmm. a little bit... L- more user friendly, more easy to use. It doesn't, for example, if you open the advanced settings of Iris, you have many options. Yes. And Iris Mini is packed with uh, the blue light and the brightness reduction, just only this. Okay. Um, are there any specific tips that you would maybe like to let people know? Because uh, you've also got a cool little feature in here 
Um, I'm just having a look again with your hidden features. I love it. It looks like an old Pac-Man. Actually, that reminds me. There's another thing I need to ask you about. But, um, yeah, so the hidden features part that you've got in the pro version? Well, the idea is that um, at the beginning, many people just wanted, can you add me this? And I'm super good with people. And I just uh, was adding all the time features. And at one point, Iris was 30 pages of settings. And uh, half of these settings, no one uses. And I just decided to not remove the features, but hide them some, somehow. So the users which want to use them uh, to write some comment with text and activate it and all the other people to not get confused. This is the basic idea behind hidden features. We have some magical spells which activate uh, hidden parts of the program. And uh-huh. this is actually a really special and I, I, I don't think there is uh, some other program in the world which have this. It's so, really cool. Yeah, it, I, I like it. It's like a treasure hunt on your software. Uh, there is a help and you can see all the hidden features. On the blue buttons, when you click it, it opens all the magic spells. <laughs> okay, cool. So people who want to get... Because that's what's going to happen. You, you're going to have your, your person who just wants, wants it set up and go, just automatically yes. just take care of me. But then you'll have the other side of, of the spectrum where you have people who want to play with as many settings as possible to customize it to their needs. Yes, for example, you can uh, disable Iris starting at startup. Not many people want to not start Iris at startup and when you start your PC, but some want. Mm-hmm. Some want to start it whenever they want. Or, for example, you can... Let me see. You can set some features from this uh, from there faster, for example, to change the temperature with commands, or you can disable Iris on second monitor or the first monitor, and features like this. Okay. Um, so I'm get, that's what I'm thinking. With are there any tips for very advanced users in this situation that you would you would maybe highlight to people if you if they were really wanting to go heavy into something on their screen for eye health here? No, maybe, Iris. maybe the hidden features are the most advanced. Other other things I tried to make them as easy as possible and they should be understandable for most people. And I always try to have up-to-date documentation of all the features. And when you hover something, you can see what it does, why it does it, and what it will change. So maybe... Yeah, so just play with the features. Just go go in there and have some fun. Maybe if you if you are a person which uh, which works with colors, you have color pausers and timer pausers, which is basically when you start Photoshop to stop Iris, when uh, the Photoshop window is open to stop Iris to not conflict with your colors, which is nice. Okay, so yeah, if if you're doing lots of heavy graphics with Photoshop. Yes, or you can enable the some artificial intelligence to detect your room brightness with the camera, but this is disabled by default because it's really creepy your software to use your camera by default. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it will not, uh, it will not, nobody will watch you. Everything is local, but it's disabled by default. Okay, well that's good to know. So I haven't got a, I'm not installing a, a piece of uh, national security agency software or FBI software. Yes, and you can also select part of the screen on Windows, um, make part screen color changes with the overlay, with the screen overlay. This is the second feature of the overlay. You can select only part of the screen, which will be 
with low, lower blue light and the other part of the screen will be with normal colors. This okay. is a game for designers and uh, people who work with colors. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking even, I didn't know that. Um, so if I had multi-monitors, so say you use two screens, you could make one screen yes. overlay red and the other one just normal. You can actually, if you this is your idea, you can do this with manage monitors page. You can select which monitor is active. Okay, yeah. all right. But even there, if I had one big monitor, then yes. you're saying I can make a part, a, a section of the monitor just That's right. using the overlay. Ah, very In, cool. On the one side, you can, but this is only for Windows right now. It's a little bit tricky for OS Higgs. Okay. On, on, Yes. Yeah. There, there are little differences in the versions because I manage uh, like 25 versions alone. <laughs> and it's a little harder to keep them up to date, all of them. Well, yeah, I can only imagine the ecosystem of understanding the code for this operating system and this operating system and this operating system. That's, uh, I, I know, I know basic HTML code. And <laughs> so that's nothing compared to, like the amount of code that you have to understand for all these different, or it's like languages for all these different systems. Yes, that's right. And yeah. if you change a little bit over here, it could completely, you know, mess something up. So, yes, that's right. Yeah. But this is my job. Uh -huh. This is what I choose. <laughs> um, the other thing I want to ask you, talking about your, I, I like your graphics. You know, it's very playful, uh, very simple. It's not complicated and it's fun. It It makes you smile. When you, when you look at your software too, I like that. And, um, but you have an option there in your TED talk. I think maybe you did it or I saw it somewhere on your website that you educated people that the font on the letters that we see on our screen, they're actually blurred to make them yes. look nicer, aren't they? Yes. This is called font smoothing. Um, on OS Hicks, it's called font smoothing. On Windows, uh, the font smoothing technology is called clear type. And actually, the Windows font rendering is better than the Mac font rendering because Mac users always want to be as beautiful as possible and they made as blurry letters as possible. And blurry letters are actually not so good. Yeah, uh, you need. Yeah, sorry, yeah, I'll let you continue with the blurry letters. You need crispy letters to die, need some rough edges to, to focus on the screen. Otherwise, you're, you. You, you just stare and try to concentrate on the, on the page. And the more uh, crispy the, your screen is, the more, for example, you can also place some sand on your monitor and this will help you read uh, a little bit better. What did you say? Place some? Sand or uh, make some scratches with the knife on your monitor. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought you said. Wow. I'm really serious. What? Uh, this will help your eye focus a little. <laughs> Wow. Okay. So if you have a script. Well, this is like the, the crispy letters. This is the same thing, but you just make a physical crispy <laughs> things on your screen. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't think many people listening to this are going to go, oh, yeah, I'm going to take yeah, my. Don't, don't my... do this. Uh, this is not my advice for you. <laughs> really. Yeah. I don't advise you to make Yeah, but this, I've got multi thousand dollar or pound screen. And I'm just going to take a brush and quickly. <laughs> but you know, when. Uh, for example, when I was uh, small, my mom always told me that uh, my screen is not so not so clean to clean it all the time. And now I realize that it's actually better to have a dirty screen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, so what we're talking about here is that the problem is that modern um, 
modern screens and operating systems to make it look beautiful, to make the fonts look very pretty. Have they actually take the pixeled version, what we would think of if you, anyone grew up with computers in the eighties, that that you see very pixeled um, yes. letters, and that that's actually still happening on modern computers, but they just they they can blur the edges to make it look pretty. Yes, with for example, with if there is a white and uh, dark uh, white and uh, black they place also gray 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 this is like they blur the letter it's called subpixel font rendering or yes they mm -hmm. use the subpixels of the screen to blur the letters and these are pixels which we our eye and brain cannot process but uh, we can focus on them and that's where that was another tip that you found um when you enter the world of programming and computers and learning more about how they actually how tech companies produce things that we want to see more pixelated letters because it's easier to read it's, it's easier on the eye yes and iris has this option it's called simple fonts mm -hmm. um, there are on the different operating system it's called with different names i think on os hicks it's called font smoothing one font smoothing two and there are different levels of font smoothing, but basically I, I use clear type right now, but the, the best, the healthiest fonts will be the simple fonts, which are really rough uh, with really crispy edges. Okay. And you, and just to help people listening again, that Iris will do that for me if I click that setting. Yes, but it's not uh, it's not by default. You need to go to the fonts page, and this is in the pro version. It's not in the free version. Yeah, but again, I think that's a great tip if you're if you're reading things all day long, other than using the reading mode, actually learning that you want how the how the pixels work, how the letters can be displayed to you too, is another hack that you can do to help. And put less most of the, the things. Most of the things you just see one drop down with uh, different font renderings, but this to code up is like uh, one month work or more. Uh -huh. The font thing was like three months, I think. Only, only the font thing. Focus on the font thing, and it's really a complex piece of software. I, I think. Yeah, and this is again another unique point, I believe, with your software because other other software doesn't look at e at changing things like that. You know, from an eye health perspective. Well. I just think they don't care enough about the eyes. I really care about the eyes because I, I, I was a sportsman and I trained all my life. I tried to live really healthy and I care a lot about my eyes. Yeah, because um, people might not realize, I read in your story, um, was it that you were trying to become an Olympic rower? Yes, yes. I trained like uh, six years. Oh, because I did rowing at school. I, n I never progressed further into higher competitive rowing, but uh, I, I had a Olympic rower. Well, no, did she make the Olympics? Brianna? And a, a British rower. She rowed, you know, the um, all the big events there. And she's a world champion rower too, uh, Brianna Stubbs. And she's a, a ketone researcher now. But, uh, yeah, it's always fun meeting fellow rowers. So it, I, know <laughs> yes. how, I know how hard it must be to try and get to Olympic level. Well, Yes, it's really hard. It, <laughs> yes, it insanely hard. 15 years to even get to the, yes, to the good, but no, it happens. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Well, yeah, um, Daniel, I just want to say um, you've educated me so much about the software today and all the different settings, and I hope people listening too can understand why they want to, they want to put something like your software on their devices, um, and they can just 
it can be as simple as just install it and just click the automatic settings and you're already improving or helping your eye health. And if you want to get more advanced, you can with your software too. Um, so what's the best uh, ways that people can find out more? Because I'm going to link to things in the show notes. Is Because uh, you've got your website and you've got Facebook and you've got Twitter and you've got all the different social media profiles, don't you? Well, I, I try to write the information in English on the Irish website. I have on my blog many articles, but they're in Bulgarian. So. Okay. But on the Irish website, there are a lot of information about these things we talked about. And yes, I'll, I'll improve it in the future. Okay, fantastic. And the, um, the website address is Iris? irishtech.co. Not .com, but .co. Yeah. It, it's a strange domain, but I did, I, when I started, I was really poor. And I'm, I'm actually not so rich right now, but uh, this was the only <laughs> domain name that I get for Irish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it's, it's strange domain, but it's one of the... When you write Irish in Google, it, uh, one of the first results is Irish. <laughs> That's <laughs> so cool. Good. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I see it with most programming companies. Yeah, they always look for like dot, dot .io or dot... It's you know, something not not just dot com so well i i wanted iris.com but uh, it's taken <laughs> <laughs> okay cool so yeah you've got lots more information on on your website there um, or you can actually go to irismini.com or irismicro.com or irisonly.com these are all, also my domain names okay so they're all redirect to the main site yes Fantastic. that's right all right um yeah again thank you so much for sharing everything and um yeah, for anyone who also wants, uh, this is on YouTube, so you can watch it. And um, uh, I'll get that code from you so that uh, everyone can install it. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much for your invite and for this podcast and for everything. Mm-hmm.